Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Inspire Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams, and it has been literally four months since I've even touched this thing, since I've been able to get back in here and get back on the podcast train as much as I'd like to. Uh, running a couple gyms, it gets tough in the January, February, you know, New Year's time of year. Uh, but here we are, I am back, and I am doing a slightly different change on things. Um, I am looking to just kind of have conversations with people. So ultimately, I want this to be a shooting the shit kind of podcast around fitness and health because I don't want it to be focused on anything specific. I don't necessarily want it to be about experts and science and da da da. There's a million of those podcasts already out there. Well, maybe not a million, but there's definitely quite a few, and I listen to a bunch of them. What I want this to be is kind of normal, everyday humans' experiences and histories and interactions with fitness and health and the fitness world and the information and the confusion and the struggle and the success and the whatever the case may be. Because ultimately, that's kind of my passion. I do my thing. I coach people and, and do you know the things that I do for fitness and health because of what I like. But everybody else is different. We all have our own way and our own style. So anyways, without dragging this intro on too long, that is the focus here. My friend from university 15 years back, Craig Patterson, uh, is in this episode. And he was actually a competitive bodybuilder, self-taught, as you will hear. Um, uh, Got to great levels of success. If you didn't see the photo in this episode uh, title or this episode photo, you can see what he achieved and uh, this is our conversation. So, you know, it's talking a little bit about bodybuilding specifically for a while, uh, but I think there's still great information for just the overall experience of, of fitness and the gym and, and kind of the level that you can take it to depending on what level you want to take it to. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Craig Patterson. How are you, man? Good. How you been? Good as well. It's been a, it's been a minute. Hey, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, man. Time flies, dude. I'm, I'm like, I don't know the exact date. I think it's like the thirteenth, but I'm literally like coming up on my four-year anniversary of my first flight down to Mexico to see if this thing would be a, an option for my life. And now it's four years later, so. Wow. You know, and it was even a few months before that that I was in like Vancouver and shit. So yeah, dude, it's life's crazy. Yeah. Well, plus you have the new edition. I do. I do. Uh, my my little guy is actually coming up on two years in a couple months too. So awesome. It's been uh, it's been a whirlwind years, and so um got my my gym and business and stuff set up here it's going fairly well hopefully in the next couple of days we're going to announce a couple of new franchises also as well nice um and uh yeah just kind of expanding myself and working on some other projects and things like that and just continuing my my explorations into the world of health and fitness and I've been, uh, I mean, just as my kind of thoughts towards, you know, this and setting up this chat with you is like, I've been watching slash listening to tons of, you know, podcasts and stuff, everything from, you know, my normal stuff of, you know, fitness and programming and, uh, you know, kids fitness and nutrition and, and whatnot to, you know, even science and Elon Musk and like, <laughs> you know, Tesla, whatever. Yep. But, you know, it's just such the thing now. And I just love it because, you know, the form and being able to do it anytime and, and whatever. Right. And so one, one that I actually like is the Joe Rogan podcast and yep. mostly just in a sense of like, you know, him just kind of having conversations. And so I've played around with the podcasting for a while. I've done other episodes where I was just kind of, you know, me talking and my own opinion and stuff like that. But I just love the conversation format a lot more. And recently I did a few episodes of people just kind of sharing their fitness story, which I really, really liked as well. It was just kind of a more specific theme and focus where like this with you and a couple of people that I'm planning to chat with, I, you know, I just kind of want the, the conversation around, you know, fitness and health and, and different people's perspective ultimately and stuff. And so I know probably a decent amount of your 
your background in history, but ultimately that's kind of where I'm coming from. And, and yeah, just uh, having a little chat. Right on, man. Yeah, no, I, I listen to quite a bit of podcasts as well. It's, uh, it's, it's nice because you can listen to a podcast while you're doing something else, whether you're, you know, driving or commuting or, you know, sitting in a sauna or something like that, no matter what you're doing, really, you can just listen and, and almost learn at the, at the same time, or even necessarily if you're not listening to something new and learning, but maybe you're refreshing something that you already know that you forgot about, um, or you can just listen for entertainment purposes as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice, the, the options that are out there. Yeah, no, for sure. That's totally like my, my thing. It's, it's a passive thing. I'll, I'll, I ride my skateboard everywhere. So <laughs> often I'm <laughs> listening to podcasts, even though it's short little trips and a lot of times at night, sometimes even just laying in bed before I go to sleep. But um, yeah, I like it. And, and it's for me, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm not sure where you're at these days professionally and whatnot, but even though I've built, um, you know, my business and gyms and things like that is like my role now is mostly like management. And when I was doing purely online coaching, you know, it's, it's a very like lonely business. Uh, the truth of it, you know, even though I'm talking and stuff with clients, you know, every day, a lot of it is just messages and chats and, and things. So I'm also <laughs> excited about this or intrigued of this just to like, you know, have conversations, yep. <laughs> have conversations with people, connect, reach out because digital world too, you know, you kind of, you know, maybe that like consuming and, and listening stuff, but, and messages and, and chats, but not always the the conversation side of it. So, right on. That's another, another reason for my, for my plans. That's cool. So, I mean, getting into it, I mean, just in general or whatever, I mean, maybe give me, Give me your insights into, you know, kind of fitness, health, whatever, you know, that is for you kind of, I guess, even, even what that means for you and how that's, you know, played out in your life up to this point and maybe, you know, what your, your plans are or perspectives are on that for the future. Sure. You know, kind of give me your, give me the Craig Patterson version of, of <laughs> fitness. Sure. The Craig Patterson story. Yeah, exactly. So um, basically, I mean, born in the 80s, you know, back then, fitness is not what it is now. It's, uh, it's extremely different. Like back then, you know, gyms weren't anywhere near as popular as they are today. Uh, it was like, you know, you watched action movies. It was like, you know, Arnold was on the screen or Sylvester Stallone or even, you know, Bruce Lee. Um, that was sort of the, your initial sort of my initial instance as to showing what fitness can be and, and how it is. Um, and, uh, I never really got into weightlifting or anything really early. It was more like my parents got me into soccer and I don't know if the choice was that it was just like an easy thing to throw in. Cause all you really need is a field and a ball or, you know, around yeah. the world is also one of the most popular sports, but you know, in Canada, it's really not that popular, but uh, it's an easy one to throw kids in. So I, maybe that's why they started me out in there. And I did that for a few years and I've always like been competitive and that, you know, you wanted to do better and, you know, be better and looking at ways that you can get better at things. Um, and, uh, I always wanted to sort of get into some other sports as well and not just stick with just soccer. And, um, my parents ended up putting me in judo, um, and, uh, the, the judo club that was in my area was actually really good. Um, I competed there for, for quite a while. Um, I ended up having to give up soccer after a while because trying to do two sports, I was literally going and doing soccer for an hour. Then I was going <laughs> judo, doing judo for an hour, hour and a half. And it was like, yeah. you know, after going to school for a full day and then going two and a half hours of, of sports, it's like you almost need a little bit of downtime. I ended up having to give up one because, you know, if I was competing somewhere in one sport, I couldn't be competing in the other one. And then it was, especially the team, if you weren't there for the team, you're kind of letting them down. Um, totally. So, you know, I had to get rid, get rid of one at that point. And it was like, maybe I was just not as much of a team player as I was wanting to focus on myself. I'm not too sure, but. I just felt I could be a lot better at judo than I could at soccer. So I just gave up that. It was like, cause, you know, you'd be playing on a team sport and at some point someone's, you know, maybe not pick, pulling up their game. Um, and you could basically just take the whole thing yourself with judo and just focus around yourself and, and push it as far as you could. And then you weren't, you know, relying on somebody else to sort of take up their end. Um, so yeah. I ended up going with judo and I went pretty high level in there. I, uh, I went to nationals. I competed internationally. I competed against people from, you know, US, Mexico, Japan, all over the place. Um, so it was really nice. cool. Um, and then I kind of had to step away from that at some point because it was time, you know, I started getting older and it was like, I've already graduated high school at this point. And uh, I wanted to, 
obviously further my career. So I ended up going to school. That's where I met you. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I was in the gym a little bit beforehand because obviously with judo, I was trying to get a little bit stronger. Um, but it was never anything super serious. And that was, you know, we started working out a little bit together. Um, and uh, from there, I basically just continued working out just sort of recreationally while working. Um, and uh, one of my friends asked me one day, he's like, hey, what do you think about doing a bodybuilding show of, like while we're in the gym? And I was like, I don't really know anything about that. Like, I've never gone and watched one or anything like that. I've seen, obviously, stuff on TV, but never never in person. I'm like, well, let me actually go to a show and, and actually watch what happens. And there was one locally about a month from then. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm actually going to start competing, like, what show do you want to do? And uh, he was like, I want to do the show that was, like, May long. And this is in September. So it was about eight months or so away. And at the time, I wasn't even training legs. I had trained legs before, but it was like – my legs felt a little <laughs> bit big and then I had to wear bigger pants. And then I was like, yeah. well, no, I don't fit pants. And they, or just, they just look stupid because the pants are too big. So I was like, it was just easier just not training legs at the time. And uh, obviously, this is, <laughs> it was so different back then than it is now, you know. Um, now, yeah. now it's like everyone trains legs. This you just do, right? And uh, yeah. so I was like, okay, well, let's, let's start training. And, and uh, we went and watched this bodybuilding show. And I was like, wow, these guys are freaks. <laughs> like, like I, I, I can't get up on stage and look like these guys. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I obviously talked to a lot of people around there and I was like, okay, so I found out that the show that we watched was an untested show, uh, which means people can uh, take yes. whatever they want. And I was like, okay, well, like, what do you want to do? Do you want me to, because like, what is the show that we're supposed to be competing in that you want to like sign up for? And he's like, oh, that's a, that's a <laughs> tested show. It's different. Everyone's going to be a lot smaller. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, well, but like if I'm getting on stage in a banana hammock, you know, do I not want to look as big as possible? Like, isn't that the goal? Yeah. <laughs> Should we not be doing like an untested show? <laughs> and yeah. um, he's like, well, I want to do this. You know, I just, I just want to do like a tested show and see how it goes. Like, okay, well let's, let's do that. So train for eight months, you know, train legs, did everything I could. I did everything all by myself. I didn't have anyone help me with the diet. I did have someone help me with posing because it was almost like the posing was sort of designed in a way to make you look as bad as possible. <laughs> Cause I felt like, you know, really? it, well, it was like whenever I would hit a pose, I was like, I don't look this small. Why do I look so small? I'm doing this pose. It was really, really yeah. weird. And I found the more that I did it, the, the better I looked. And it was like, it got to the point where it's like, okay, no, now when I hit the poses, I, I look better than I normally do. You know, like it was like, yeah. it, it took this practice where like your body had to sort of get used to hitting these poses and then, yeah. and then once you got used to it and you found all the perfect angles, you just looked, you looked a lot better when you were posing than before. Yeah. Um, so uh, my buddy ended up having someone help with him, help him with uh, his diet. Um, I was, I was super happy with how mine went doing it all myself. Cause I was going from a, a, an area where I didn't know a ton about it, but I didn't, you know, obviously I researched a little bit beforehand, but obviously I went, you know, all in once it came time to prep for this bodybuilding show. So um, I was really good with where I was at. He was not quite as happy with his, his whole transformation. And I don't know if they just need more, more trial and testing or, or what, but uh, it didn't work out as well for him. He, I think, ended up really disappointed with his placing. He was about, I think, 10th out of 11 people. Mm. Um, might have been 12. Um, and my class, there was 10 people, and I placed second. Um, oh, nice. Which was kind of in a spot where it was like, okay, I did good but I could have done better. So it's almost like motivational enough to like want you to do it again, but obviously place first, at least that's how I took yeah. it. You know, it was like, it wasn't like pushing me away from the sport, but it was almost like pushing me to go harder in the sport than maybe if I got first, because it was like, I have room to sort of improve. Um, and honestly, I felt like I could have placed first. I was bigger than the guy that, uh, that won, but um, I think that I just overcarved. Everyone kept telling me, Oh, you're going to look so much better the day after because you're going to eat so much more and all your muscles are going to fill up. And you're going to look better yeah. the day after. But honestly, like when you're doing a natural bodybuilding show, you can't fill up anywhere near as much. It was like a couple refeed meals and you would have been good to go. Not like, you know, two days of refeeding or something yeah. like that. It was too much. <laughs> yeah. But I learned a lot and uh, I was kind of hooked at that point. I was like, okay, I want to do this again. Um, but uh, this time I was like, I'm going to go the, the, the non-tested show route and, and see how that goes. Um so I went and did uh, another show. I'm like, okay, this one I weighed in at 149 pounds, which is not very heavy at that natural show. Um, so uh, I was, I'm, for those that don't know, I'm five foot six. So I'm not super tall, but 149 pounds is, is still really light. 
Um, when you looked at me, I did not look like I was 149 pounds. Um, yeah. But uh, but still, um, I was like, okay, well, I need to move up a weight class for sure. Um, but the weight classes from there was was a pretty big jump. It was like under 176 um, was the next weight jump. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, well, I got to put on like 20 pounds or something like that. Um, yeah. So it took some time. Obviously, I took like two years almost um, basically just training legs, training everything. All, all with this one goal of, of doing this bodybuilding show, let's put on as much size as we can, do everything we can. Um, I was eating constantly, um, basically doing what I could to put on the size. Um, and then one of my other buddies, uh, probably about a year before, he obviously saw that I was getting much bigger and he wanted to uh, do a bodybuilding show as well. So uh, he was training on his own beforehand, but um, wanted to sort of have that goal, that one thing to sort of go for. Um, so, uh, he was like, Oh, can you train me for the show? I said, okay, no problem. So we did the show together. This time I helped someone with his diet and did my own diet, um, which is yeah. kind of like a, it messes with your mind. Like, I'm not sure, like if you have this problem, but, um, when you are looking at yourself, you know, do you like think, Oh, I'm looking too small or, you know, Oh, I'm, I need to start eating more, but then you start eating more and then you're like, okay, well now I'm looking too soft and I need to like, <laughs> it's like you look in this mirror and it's like judging you and you're not really sure what you're seeing. Um, yeah, I ended up just taking pictures of myself at the same time in the day in the same lighting. And this way I can just judge the pictures because I can't just say, Oh, it's different angles or something, or it's different lighting. It's just, you know, the same time of the day, same lighting. And then everything is just a little yeah. more consistent and you're able to sort of give more of an objective point of view on it. Yeah. Um, so we ended up both doing this show. Um, we had to like fly to it. It was uh, in Prince George, which was pretty far from us. Um, so we flew to it. And, uh, again, it was the same sort of thing. You're looking around at all the people at the weigh-ins and you're like, Oh my God, these guys are massive. I was the, I was yeah. the lightest guy in my weight class still by quite a, quite a bit, I think by 10 pounds. Um, but I was still really confident with how I looked and, uh, we're, we're backstage and, um, we're pumping up and one of the other guys that was in my class, he looks at me and he's like, he's like, what are you pumping up for, man? You already won this. And I was like, I was like, dude, you're against me. You're not supposed to say that kind of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, thanks, but you got to be confident too. Regardless, you know, it's not over yet. Um, but I did end up winning my class. Um, and then, uh, thank you. And then um, I'm backstage and my buddy, um, he was competing in the heavyweight class and uh, he's still out on stage, but I already know that all the uh, the class winners have to go against each other for the overall win. And oh, um, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know how he's doing. I want to see how he's doing, but I'm kind of focusing on myself because I have to keep, you know, my pump going on because I'm going to be back out on stage. And then uh, I see a couple of people filing off the stage. And there was this one guy in the show that was six foot eight. I think he weighed something like 260 pounds. And I was just like, I don't want to be standing next to this guy for the overall. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, even if I look better, I'm going to look bad because the guy's like over a foot taller than me. So, yeah. so no matter what, I'm not looking good <laughs> and, uh, people are falling off. I didn't see, uh, anyone in this class. I didn't know what was going on in his class. Finally, they call us for the overall to line up and I'm lining up with the guy that was in the, the weight class above me. And then there's the heavyweight class still on stage. And then they start filing off and I look and I, I notice my buddy's not moving off the stage. My buddy won his weight class. Oh, which man. is amazing so i helped him because he won the heavyweight class so then it's me and him and then there's another guy that was in the class between us that are that are fighting for the overall basically which was awesome so it was yeah. like you know there's three of us in the in the overall competition and i did my own diet plus i did his diet in the heavyweight class yeah um, and then there's a guy right between us that uh that looked really really good and i thought i, I didn't see those who's side by side and i thought maybe that the other guy was going to end up taking the overall but I'm like doing everything I can on stage. You know, you're, you're doing all the little tricks, making sure you're facing the judges at the perfect angle, you know, making sure they're not standing yeah. a little bit in front of you. Cause if they're standing a little bit in front of you, they're little that much bigger. Um, basically doing everything yeah, I can, yeah, all, yeah. all the little tricks. And um, I ended up, they called the overall winner and it was me and I won. Um, so I was, it was nice. un- unbelievable at that point because it was like, okay, I just beat, you know, how many guys in this show, a guy that was six foot eight, you know, the other guy that I trained yeah. won, won the heavyweight class too. It was like the whole thing should have been filmed. <laughs> it was it was uh it was perfect uh, and that was your second competition that was my second competition that's right <laughs> and first uh untested one yeah yeah so then i nice. so then i was i was super happy with that and um the the other goal was that i wanted to do another show which was like the the, the provincial or you could sort of can, for those in the u.s you can sort of think of it as like a state championship um so you had to yeah. already qualify to be in this one everyone there that's basically is already really really good 
Um, and uh, it was two weeks after the one show that I just did, which is really, really weird to sort of do two shows two yeah. weeks apart um, because it's, you know, you're trying to play with water manipulation and, and doing all these things with your diet. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I basically ended up doing the show two weeks later. Everything sort of worked out pretty well. Um, I ended up winning my class there as well. Um, I went for the overall. I didn't win the overall. Um, but there were some real freaks in that show. I mean, multiple guys that were that are now pro bodybuilders, um, some really well-known, um, uh, were on that stage with me at the time. They obviously weren't pros at the time. Um, but uh, a yeah. ton of freaks on that show. So I was super happy to win my weight class there. Nice. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, that basically now I'm yeah. technically <laughs> one show now away from winning my pro card. Basically, you just have to win nationals and, and you get your pro card. So it's like I could do that or I could start doing some of the international shows. What, what am I looking to really do there? Um, but at, at that level, basically, you're now competing at size that are just doing this for a living. They're, they're trying to get their pro card, but they're already doing it for a living. Um, I already had sponsors as, yeah. as well. But, um, you know, these guys, maybe they were on supplement stores or basically their entire life was just fitness. I still had a full time job at the time, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So uh, it was like. What, what I'm really yeah, going to no, do this is here. It was just like a part-time passion for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, plus I was training people at the time. Um, I had quite a bit of people I was, I was helping with diets or maybe helping them with, with workout plans in the gym. Obviously, obviously if you know, if you're pushing things and you're, you're looking pretty large um, people, especially that, that know you are sort of wanting to, to see, okay, well, what are you doing? What do you suggest? This is what I'm doing. You know, what should I do differently? And they're, they're asking for help. So I was helping with quite a bit of people at the time as well. Um, but with my own, it was like, okay, well, from here, what do I want to do? Because it also, you sort of look at it as, as though, you know, when you're doing a, a bodybuilding competition, the goal is to look good on one day. It's not to be healthy on one day or healthy on any days. It's just to look good on one day, yeah. right? So uh, that and, and health aren't really hand in hand. Um, yeah. In, in the sense that, like, I always looked at it like, uh, you know, you look at someone's, like, body mass index versus their body fat. You know, they obviously can be very different. Someone could do a, a body mass index and they could be told they're obese, basically. Um, it's just because, you know, yes. for their height and, and, and stuff, they're, they're too heavy. Um, versus body fat, you know, you could be, you know, 250 pounds, but, you know, you could be, like, 3% body fat. So you can be really, really lean, even though you're, you don't look obese technically based on the body mass index you are obese at that point um one way that i sort of didn't look at it back then was you know it didn't really matter you're lean you're lean but really it's like well that's still an area that your heart has to pump blood through so it's going to be harder on your heart when he has to pump through more stuff basically um and yeah. someone could almost argue that it's actually worse for you in the sense that if you're you got a ton of muscle because the 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 vascular system that goes through muscle is a lot more dense than the vascular system that goes through fat there's very little vascular system going through fat um so mm -hmm. it's it's that much more difficult for it to pump blood through through muscle um and uh basically a few months after um i i won my last show i decided okay we ended up we were already engaged at that point i ended up getting married and then it was time okay make some babies basically <laughs> Um, <laughs> so um i wasn't sure if it was going to take a while for that to happen you know you had i have friends that was like it took like a year plus to get pregnant their first time and stuff um yeah. within a month yeah. we were pregnant it was like you know oh, nice. yeah the first chance yeah. basically to get pregnant she was pregnant um which is pretty crazy it's almost surreal at that point you don't even believe what's happening mm -hmm. right uh, i'm sure you experienced yeah. that <laughs> yeah exactly um so then uh ended up having that one and it was like there's no way I'm, I'm prepping for any sort of bodybuilding show right now because of everything else that's that's going on at that point um mm -hmm. and then uh then it was time for for number two and it was the same sort of thing like okay my first one was a girl and then i was like okay well you know being a guy i'd, I'd like to have a son and uh yeah you know i was talking with some people and, and some people were saying you know that there's things that you can do to sort of influence whether you're going to have a boy or a girl. I don't know if you ever knew that. <laughs> Did you hear that at all? I mean, I've heard that stuff and like, I never really looked into it. And I mean, most people just kind of laugh it off and say, you know, it's all hoopla and myth. And I mean, my understanding of it too is, is like biologically and whatnot. That's a, it's a roll of the dice. That's, that's what I thought as well. I'm like, there's, there's no way. And I was like pretty scientific at that point. I'm thinking, okay, 
I have a pretty good understanding on how the body works. I don't, I don't see how this is possible, but I'm like, I'm going to dive into this yeah. regardless because it doesn't hurt, you know? And uh, yeah. basically giving a brief overview. So uh, uh, the girls basically produce the egg, the guys produce the seed. Yeah. And when the guys produce yeah. the seeds, there are some boy seeds and there's some girl seeds. And yeah. um, basically when, when the things happen, um, the seeds, the differences between the boy seeds and the girl seeds are a little bit different. So the, the guy seeds um, are generally faster. They move faster um, and they also die off a little bit faster. And yes. the, the girl seeds, um, they live a little bit longer, but they move a little bit slower. So depending on when the woman's like ovulation period is, if you happen to, you know, implant a whole bunch of seeds, um, but then she drops the egg, like, you know, two days later, it's very high probability that all the guy seeds are no longer alive. Gone. <laughs> and then, and then there's only girl seeds left, which influences your chance of having a girl pretty high. Um, yeah. And then if it's the vice versa, whereas there's the eggs already there and then the it's time for you know the seeds get implanted the guy seeds are going to get there before the girl seeds because they're faster Mm -hmm. so i'm like well playing with this it doesn't hurt to sort of try it and there's some theories that certain positions will make you a little bit closer to the seed and all that Uh, regardless i'm like well let's let's try this and see what happens it doesn't hurt so you know we, we ordered some amazon uh ovulation strips and uh and tested them out and was like, okay, when are, when are we ovulating? When are we ovulating? Cause I was like, I want a boy. She wanted a boy. So let's try and do what we can yeah. to, to get a boy when we've already got a girl. So tried it out and very first month again, basically the first time she was ovulating, we obviously did what we could and boom, she was pregnant. Then it was time to find out if it was a boy or a girl. And uh, we found out it was a boy. So whether it worked or not, I don't know, but it didn't hurt, yeah. and it it didn't not work for us because obviously we got what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I know other people that have done this as well, and it's it's worked out for them. But uh, it's I, I mean, it's funny because I got one friend that's got three girls, I got another friend that's got four boys. I don't think any of them tried any of this, but it was like, well, now yeah. you know, I'm wondering, you know, if you would have done something different, would it have been different? It's hard to say, but it doesn't hurt yeah. to try that sort of stuff. No, and I mean, that's the part that's always made sense to me because like even in like the ovulation like apps um, or, you know, the things that kind of show your days and whatever from what I've seen because it's my wife that has it or has looked at that is like, you know, um, the days kind of before the actual ovulation are like in pink and like the days, you know, during or when the egg is, you know, getting set is like blue kind of thing. So like they even... I've even seen that in, I I mean, I can't remember which one or whatever, but I mean, I swear to God, I've seen that where there was kind of like a color coding of the dates yeah, yeah. where it's like, there is a likelihood that in these days, and I know it would be based on that because I mean, you know, the, the egg is, you know, let's call it blank. The sperm is what's more or less going to pick the sex. We know that from the studies that, you know, male sperm are faster, la 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 la. So like it, it does kind of makes sense in that you know in that realm yeah. that it that it does have a potential so you know at least in that stuff i mean some of the, yeah, the other positional stuff and getting closer than eh, you know maybe <laughs> i guess but it's like you know i think the classical stuff you hear is like oh it's like you know upside down or standing or you know the, the missionary yeah. like it's like you gotta do some <laughs> random stuff it's like okay that stuff is like a little bit more uh, hokey pokey for me yeah, a little more room yeah. there. <laughs> but day-wise and like length of you know time for sperm to survive, um, I mean it does does have some some backing behind it based on you know those studies. So so uh, we're we're yeah we got a boy on the first one, so I mean we're looking for a girl on the second one. So I'll I'll have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Right so that's how old are your how old are your kids now? Um, so now they're three and four. And so you haven't done any more like competitions or anything like that since, or have you gotten back? No, into it? so no, so haven't done any competitions. Um, basically, I've been trying to find a nice balance between health and performance. Mm-hmm. Basically, because so while bodybuilding is taking some sort of uh, 
perform like fitness to, to an extreme. Yeah. Um, really all, all sports in a sort of sense, you could almost argue when you get to like the super high oh, level, it's kind of extreme. Like, like we don't have to look at like UFC or something like that. Obviously that's extreme, but I mean, even, you know, football or, or hockey or any of these sports where it's taking it to the extreme. I mean, even, you know, sprinters like hundred meter sprinters, they're all doing stuff that it's extreme level and it's not in the benefit of health in that sense. Totally. So, um, like there's been some studies, I'm not sure if you've come across this, it's sort of getting more and more well-known, um, where they've done studies on like, they, they tend, generally use C. elegans, which is like this like worm basically, cause they have like a really short life and it's a lot easier to do studies on, on longevity when you're dealing with something that doesn't live very long, <laughs> like trying to do a study on, on humans, yeah. obviously that's going to take hundreds of years to get certain proper data to work with. Um, so they take something that doesn't live super long and they do some studies on it. Um, and, uh, some interesting parts that came out of that study that I found was, um, when they, um, edited their genes to genes to basically remove the mTOR process, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a, an area where it's like nutrient rich and your body's like wanting to grow. Um, that's, that tends to reduce, uh, lifespan, um, by quite a bit. Um, so if you can think of nutrient rich and trying to grow, well, that and bodybuilding obviously is sort of what their their focus is, right? And and so that's the opposite, really, of longevity when it comes to to, to that sort of process. Um, the alternative to that process is called AMPK, which is like this like uh, sort of enzyme that gets activated when it's like uh, you're sort of nutrient poor in a sense, like you're uh, you know maybe you're you're fasting or something like that. You basically you're doing the opposite of wanting to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it's sort of like a, a TD totter. You can think of when one's high, the other one's low and one, the other one, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's trying to, f- I'm trying to find a balance pretty much, um, over the past few years, trying to find a nice balance where, you know, you're sort of getting some of those longevity things, but also still keeping performance. And, and there's, there's like supplements you can take that sort of help with that. Um, and, and even just some, some basic things you can do, like just, you know, getting proper sleep, for example. Um, so those, those are some things that I've done. Um, I've, I wouldn't say that I, I've, I've done, I haven't done any fasting. I've been interested in trying some fasting, like some 24 hour fasts, not some, you know, three, four plus day fasts that some people yeah. do. I think that might be a little bit, uh, counterproductive for me and, and performance in general. Um, but, uh, I'd be, I'd be totally interested in doing some, some, uh, some 24 hour fasts. I've, I've been less concerned about uh, time restricted eating. Um, like, you know, before it was like, okay, I need to jam a certain amount of meals in the day. You know, maybe it's like eight meals in the day and I got to, I got to space them out so that I have time in between because it get to the point when, you know, you're, you're trying to grow and you're trying to get bigger for bodybuilding. It was like, okay, one scoop of food and then one sip of water just so that I can get that food yeah. down. And then another scoop of food <laughs> and another sip of water just so I can get that food yeah. down. And then you're just praying you don't end up throwing it all up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now it's like, okay, if, if I wake up on the weekend and I have to run out in the morning and I'm not going to get to eat for another, you know, four or five hours. It's not the end of the world. There are some, some benefits to that. I can tell myself yeah. and I can just go and I can go do what I need to do. I can come back and, and I'm good to go. And, um, I check my, uh, blood glucose levels in the morning once in a while just to see how things are. I've never had any sort of diabetic issues or anything like that. Um, but it's just curious to see where I at. And I was like 4.2, um, in the morning, which is like really, really low, which is like great. It's exactly where I want it to be, but I never really get shaky or anything like that. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever uh, looked into like uh, genetic testing, like 23andMe or Ancestry.com or any of those. No, I haven't. So I ended up getting 23andMe done like last fall. They had a, a big deal on. It was like uh, $50 um, US at the time and I could get your, your genetic testing done basically. So I got one for myself, my wife and my parents because um, they were interested in doing yep. it. And uh basically they just send you a little package and, and you spit into it and then they send it back. And with the $50 deal, basically all you really get is, is your ancestry basically, it's, you know, shows who you're related and stuff. Um, but, uh, and it tells you how much Neanderthal you are. That's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm apparently quite a bit. Neanderthal. <laughs> um, and, uh, but the nice part about all was that they give you all the raw data so I can take that raw data and I can put it into some other programs out there that'll just spit you out all, all, all health basically that uh, says, okay, this gene influences this, just this gene influences this. Like my grandmother, for example, she passed away um, from uh, dementia 
And I was like, okay, well, I know there's a lot of genes that are really influenced on your chances for getting dementia. So I was like, okay, well, if that's sort of in my gene line, do I have those genes to be more predisposed to having dementia, for example? I was curious about that. Um, and uh, turns out I'm not more predisposed, which is awesome. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there's some other things that you can come out, you know, how well do you uh, absorb vitamin D or, or metabolize vitamin D? Um, and, and then there's other vitamins out there, like, you know, B and B12 especially. And how, how do you manage these? So it's like, okay, if you have uh, predisposed to not absorbing certain vitamins, then I can make sure that I monitor those with blood work or I can take more of those to sort of um, – counteract the fact that I'm not able to, to work with those as much as I should be able to. Yep. Um, so uh, that was really interesting. I've done that. Um, I've definitely been maintaining a low, maintaining a low body fat. Like uh, I pretty much got abs year round at this point. Um, and really for focusing on getting more sleep um, with, as I'm sure, you know, with the younger ones, that's a little yeah. bit difficult to do. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, it's something I'm trying to focus on. Um, and uh I'm still taking quite a bit of supplements to sort of help with longevity. Um, like number one cause of death, for example, in, in America is uh, uh, heart disease. Yeah. So, uh, you know, pre- prevent, preventing any sort of uh, um, calcium blockage in, in, in the heart, um, trying to do a little bit of cardio here and there. Um, there's some supplements out there that help with removing the, the plaque buildup. Like I'm not sure if you've ever taken vitamin K2 or heard much about no. that one. So that's basically once one that helps like vitamin D is really popular one to supplement with. Yeah. Um, vitamin D helps with uh, um, calcium absorption is one thing that it does, um, which in a sense can be kind of bad in a sense, if, if it's going to be calcium that's just floating around in your system because calcium can cause calcification in, in the heart and stuff. Um, so uh, I've been taking K2 with vitamin D3 is, is really popular combination because K2 helps basically put the calcium where it's supposed to go. Um, so, uh, it, instead of it floating around your system and potentially getting in your, in your heart and, and other organs, it puts it in, you know, your teeth, your bones, basically the calcium where it's supposed to go. Um, so that helps quite a bit. There's been some studies actually showing it removing plaque buildup, which is pretty uh-huh. cool. Um, yeah. Um, I've been sauning quite a bit. I've actually got a sauna in my house now. Um, that was sort of a, a weird one to get into because when you do a bunch of research in it, um, they're sort of really popular in that sort of longevity space um, mm-hmm. because, you know, saunas have been shown it's something like two to three times uh, a week has been associated with like, it's like 20% or plus uh, a reduced risk of all cause mortality, which is like, you know, anything that can pretty much kill you, which is insane for something to have wow. that sort of influence. Yeah. Um, and then it was something like, you know, if you do more than three, like four plus times in a week, it, it reduces it a lot more, something like 40%. Um, which is just insane. But then it's like that study was done on um, the traditional Finnish style saunas, which is basically just like a room that heats up the room. And uh, it's a little bit more difficult to have something like that because the sauna has to be pretty big. Um, so to have it in like your own house, yeah. you know, you'd almost have to dedicate like a whole room to it kind of thing, um, which is sort of one of the more popular things at, at a lot of like gyms or spas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, newer saunas that are all do things a little bit differently. Um, you can get saunas like a infrared sauna, yep. for example, um, which uh, it's it's much more compact space. You don't need a massive area, um, and uh, they sort of almost almost like heat you from within, like a like a microwave. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is it sounds okay, okay. Well, that's kind of bad in the sense that you don't want um, you know to be microwaved either. But um, so when when it comes to that, there's like uh, EMFs, uh, basically that um, basically think of it when you're near a computer, for example, there's, there's EMS, this little electronic uh, uh, magnetic frequency, I think it yep. is that, that comes off yep. of it. Um, and uh, there's some studies out there. Again, it's sort of like up there where it's debatable um, on if it causes some issues health wise. Um, if you have too much uh, EMFs around you all the time, um, like, you know, living under power lines, for yeah. example, might not be a good idea, but you know, there's people that argue that it's fine. Um, but I'm sort of in the more, uh, traditional sense a little bit more conservative in that sense i'd rather have you know as little as possible um so uh, there's some some saunas out there that have like ridiculously low emfs even though they're infrared saunas and that's the, sort of the ones that i purchased cost me pretty much double what i could have gotten one just from like cost yeah. or something like that but 
you know, I'd, I'd rather be a little bit more safe than sorry on that one, you know, especially when you're trying to do something that is supposed to be helping you. Yeah, exactly. And, whereas, you know, it could actually be hurting you. I'm like, okay, well, no, I want to be safe on this. Also, like some of them out there will be like, um, not actually advertise that they're using um, non-toxic glue. So they're probably using some cheaper glue in there that uh, is going to get heated up and, you know, off gas into the area. That's not going to be good. Um, some of them will use uh, plywood in parts of the wood that you don't see. Uh, yeah. um, but again, that'll be, that'll be off gassing. Cause I mean, there's formaldehyde and everything else yeah. in there and it's just like, Nope, don't want that. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been doing that, trying to do that a little bit more. Um, Cause it's nice and convenient. I can just heat up my house and then within, you know, 15 minutes or so I can hop in and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's relaxing. You know, I can throw a podcast on and, and just relax while I'm sitting there. Um, yeah. You know, and then 25 minutes or so I can hop out and, you know, I'm just drenched at that point. I usually sit on a towel plus have another <laughs> towel with me and I use the other towel to sort of wipe myself yeah. off. And uh, cool. my wife, literally last night, she's like, I had a towel. I'm like, oh, you're doing laundry? Because there's a towel on the bathroom on the floor there. And she's like, is that the one from your shower? I'm like, no, that's the one that I wiped myself off with. She's like, are you kidding me? That's disgusting. <laughs> you know, like, it's just Both direct. are soaked by the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, uh, that's been good. So I've been finding that balance there. And um, have you felt and then more like recently, any changes or, or difference from using the sauna when you started? I mean, f- f- for sure. Like back, back when I was like bodybuilding compared to now, I mean, it's extremely different. Like before is like when I was like super, super bulked up, it was like, I'd go up a few flights of stairs and I was like, <laughs> okay, this is so heavy. Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I'm starting to gas here. Um, and now, um, I want to say yes. Like I haven't, I usually would go for massages pretty regularly. I haven't gone through massages as much as I has have previously. And I haven't really noticed any issues from that. Um, I would say that because like, especially for me, it's like cold seasons kind of around that, that winter time. And I haven't, I feel haven't had as many colds as I had before. Um, I've, it's, it's hard to say like pinpoint any one thing, but everything's been going mm-hmm. good, which in, in itself is kind of a sign of good yep. stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm happy with how that's going. So I'm definitely going to continue that. Um, more recently, one of my buddies was, uh, just told me he moved away and, uh, he's like, yeah, I just got into, uh, some jujitsu and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get back into judo at some point. And then I was at the gym the other day and this other guy was, uh, talking, I helped him with a dial a long time ago and he was, he was like, oh yeah, and, uh, cutting weight recently and he's asking questions. And, uh, he's like, I'm like, what are you cutting weight for anyways? And uh, he's like, oh, cause I knew that he had done MMA stuff and he's like, oh, I'm competing in judo. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, where's this? When is yeah. this? <laughs> and I was like, you know, cause I used to, I used to compete in judo. So we talked a little bit about that and I decided, you know what, I'm going to get back into it. So literally like two weeks ago, I decided, okay, I'm going to go back into it. Ended up going back to class, uh, to judo. And, um, that's, that's been kicking my butt recently that that's, uh, yeah. while I might be like, fit in the sense that I can go in the gym and I lift a bunch of weight and I look, look, you know, I look the part, you know, I've got the abs, the muscles are still full. Um, I'm sitting about 170, 175 at five foot six. So I'm like lean and and big, you know, it's like, no one's going to look at me and not think I don't work out. Um, but, uh, the going to judo, it's completely different. Like there's, there's muscles in me hurting that, you know, you never use. (laughs) It's like, I'm in pain, so I'm just icing that as much as I can while still hitting the sauna, and and, and uh, it's sort of giving me another goal because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, st- I want to compete in this a little bit again, and and see how that goes. It's just always finding the next sort of challenge and and challenging my own body and myself, and giving me something to sort of work towards. Yeah. Well, and I've always, I've always kind of like found that, or or that's what I kind of perceived in you, because I mean, I even remember in the in the university days is like we're sitting on our computer classes i'm trying to (laughs) figure out that stuff and you're like dude what supplement should i take for this and like what do you think about this and like (laughs) you're just constantly like drilling me with all the like the questions and stuff so i I mean i find you very like scientific i guess you know you want to get into the details you want to find out all that little stuff and I mean, just by all the stuff you're you're saying too, and and knowing you know all the things that you know about the genetics and the the supplements and you know how your body regulates things and how you're you know it's great because you're using that knowledge to transition from uh, as you were saying a really extreme sport to now management and and lifestyle maintenance it seems you know and even just uh, you know potentially at this stage at least you know recreational 
athletics again and and something that's a little bit more kind of all inclusive for you know testing the the body and pushing you know different limits in your capacities um and just yeah like kind of the the depth you've you've gotten into um which i think is great and kind of like pulling it back a little bit further is like i'm assuming like that's kind of how you did it for yourself in the bodybuilding days. Like you're saying you did it on your own, you did your own diet, you ended up doing your friend's diet and, and, you know, getting into other people's diet because they saw your success. Um, You know, I don't, I don't think most people go that way, but I don't think they go potentially as far as you do to like do the research and figure it out. Cause to just do it on your own and get second or, and, and then win your, your first competition, like there's gotta be a lot of, a lot of the time you put in a lot of work you did a lot of studying to to figure that out no oh yeah ridiculous amounts yeah <laughs> could, there's no way you could possibly quantify it it was it was a ton of time and uh you know just reaching out to some of the best people that i knew of that i could and then just trying to talk to them as much as i could you know like back back in the day when we're sitting in there in this uh, a class full of you know, computer geeks and we're in this computer <laughs> yeah. class. I got this guy doing, you know, is, is, is going for a bachelor's in kinesiology. And it's just like, okay, let me talk to you. Get me as much information as I can. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to learn here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and Craig is like, what about this supplement? What about this? Some of the stuff, even at the time, I mean, like university and kinesiology, like, especially at that level of like, you know, general body stuff. And, definitely not focused on like fitness and sadly the nutritional side of kinesiology is pretty lame you know so like some of the stuff or supplements or like vitamins whatever you're asking about i'm like i don't i've never even heard of that shit i don't know what you know you're gonna have to figure that out (laughs) yeah no i think you're very much that's one that's one thing i've noticed like the the sort of that the bodybuilding scene when it does come to like you know performance and like muscle gains and, and strength and that sort of stuff those guys really are sort of at like the cutting edge like they're, they're pushing totally. things to the extreme they're, they're they're trying new supplements out not always are they the best out there um some of them are i mean like like you look at like you know something basic like creatine monohydrate i remember taking that yep. back when i was in like high school and it was like i was you know running track and field and stuff and it was like you know trying out this new supplement that's like you know really sort of risky at the time because you know people didn't really know much about it and nowadays it's like okay that's like super basic stuff that you can get at walmart yeah. you know um and they've come out with so many different types since then uh, of creatine but really the the best and, and most tested is that original form of creatine monohydrate yeah. and uh it's it's like they've, they've, they've come up with a lot of new supplements that didn't work really well and they're going to continue to do that because of course you know there's brands that are going to come out they're going to push something out there just because it's new and they think that you're going to make some money off of it um but they are also coming out with new products out there and new ways of looking at diets and things like that that are that are really helpful as well so yeah so it's an interesting field for sure no and i think like on two different sides that i'm seeing is like one you're the type of guy that like does that research digs in and like goes deep you know and figures that out um where like you know the other side are in general about like the the sport of bodybuilding which i think you know from my perspective and working with clients and different things over the years can sometimes confuse people because like it is to that extreme you know and and as you were saying like any sport if you want to get to a high level you have to go to extreme you have to in a way sacrifice a lot of things and you know from the average person's perspective it it can become quite unhealthy you know based on the 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 focus that you need to take you know Absolutely. and the things that you need to do to perform at that level yeah and it's like when these people are doing the extreme things for the, for the sport, it's not necessarily they're going to be doing something long-term mm-hmm. and that's sort of where I'm at, you know, finding something that I can maintain long-term, um, but still sort of give me some performance as well. Yep. Um, it's, it's finding that right, that nice balance. And uh, I think even people that are like in sports, they almost have that issue of transitioning to something in, in the middle after they're finished that sport, you know, after they're sort of transitioning into something else. Yeah. No. And that's, that was another thing I was, I was going to ask because like, well, still in like the, the performance and extreme thing, I think people, you know, I mean, I think the average person can look at that and on some level say like, oh man, like, you know, I want that. Or like, I, I maybe don't want to look like that six foot eight monster or, you know, I'm the woman that doesn't want the huge biceps that looks like a guy, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's, 
there can be some aesthetic trans, uh, attraction to saying like, dude, like there's, you know, there's a, a fitness that they've brought to their body, a look that they've brought. And of course, you know, I think a majority of us would love to have, you know, that look to some level, but then we get confused of like, okay, like what is the, you know, what is that microscopic level supplement that's basically going to be like the answer, you know, to, <laughs> to get me that result. <laughs> The, the magic pill. the magic pill and i mean i think from <laughs> yeah. from your experience and probably the lengths you went to to researching that stuff it's like you know probably obviously that doesn't exist and obviously i think there's a lot more to it than you know a couple simple supplements yeah yeah there's absolutely no magic pill it's uh and there's no magic one thing it's like people are like okay well, well you know when you're when you're trying to bodybuild is it uh is it 50 percent diet 50 percent uh training like like what how would you categorize it it's like no it's like 100 percent of everything yeah. <laughs> like if if, it, <laughs> if you are not training hard in the gym giving it all and training properly you're not going to get the results that you need if you are not eating perfectly yeah. you know eating all you can like doing pushing the limits with with diet to sort of get really lean or get really big you're not going to get there like you have to push things to the extreme in that sense to, to really make it happen and everything needs to be 100 percent yeah you can't just sort of, you know, half-ass it and, and, and hope it's going to work. And it's like uh, some people that I know, like when it comes time to just like even recreational dieting, like people just want to get leaner. Yeah. It's like, I know this one guy that's been training in the gym for, I, I swear, like 20, 25 years, somewhere in there. And uh, so like at least three quarters of his life, I swear, he's been in the gym. And he's like five foot 10, 315 pounds. <sighs> It's not a good 315 yeah. pounds. He is soft. I mean, he's, he's strong for sure. Like, I won't say he's not. Like, you know, he can almost lift what I can in the gym. So he's definitely strong. But, I mean, he wants to get leaner and wants to look good. But, I mean, I told him he's got to go to the front desk and ask for his money back because he's been training for, you know, over 20 yeah. years. And he's, he's still, like, got a waist that's probably 50 inches. Yeah. <laughs> is he, uh, like, so it's just, lift big, eat big kind of thing? or He's a, he's a lift big... Uh, eat whatever, eat whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've had clients like that too, to a certain degree, where it's like, you know, if you want the extreme, it has to be 100, 100% everything. But it's like, you know, it's like, I literally just exercise so I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. And I mean, if that's your thing, then, then that's your thing. But then there's the yeah there's there's, there's the the flip side too where it's like yeah like the recreational dieting or like the you know it's like oh there's this thing called like uh, what is it eighty twenty rule or something so you know can't I just like eat like pretty healthy most of the time and still you know, enjoy my desserts and stuff and I'm gonna get the body I want it's like uh no <laughs> like or or it's like how come i haven't seen results like i'm doing pretty good it's like well pretty good is gonna get you pretty good results if you want great results you're gonna have to do fucking you know great work so you know it's yeah. just like i know i was I, I had a conversation on the weekend with a guy and he was like same sort of thing he's like oh you know i've been I, i'm not helping with his diet he's just doing his own thing but he's like yeah he's like i just can't get lean and and he's been fighting for this for a while and i'm like i'm like well you know what are you doing he's like you know i like i said you know i'll eat some cheat foods here and there but you know it's not like it used to be because he used to tell me it's like oh yeah i i accidentally ate some pizza and i was like oh what did you have for pizza and he's like oh you know just a large and some chips i'm like oh, you had a full large pizza <laughs> accidentally and chips accidentally i'm like what what are you doing man <laughs> and uh he's like he's like well i, just, I couldn't stop and I was like, he's like, you know what? It's kind of like you, you start sort of getting in that cheat meal and then it's just like, oh, whatever. I've already, I've already screwed it up. Let me just finish the whole pizza. And, and then I may as well have some chips afterwards too. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you, when you accidentally drop your phone and it cracks your screen a little bit, do you pick it up and just start smashing <laughs> it until it's completely trashed? Well, it's already cracked a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna exactly. Going. It's like, no, man, you can't do that. And then, you know, he's like, well, you know, I had some pizza on the weekend, but I only had two pieces of pizza. He told me, he really told me this on Saturday, like two days ago. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, well, you got to think of it. Like if you're, if you're eating pretty clean all day, like all week, and then your, your, your fat cells are start, starting to finally say, oh, you know, I'm running out. Uh, we're, we're dying here. We're going to, we're going to end up getting eaten for energy. They, they're probably just telling themselves, just hold on a little bit. I know this guy is going to give in. Just hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> I know this, yeah. And then boom, the weekends, the, week, the weekend hits and boom, he eats a bunch of pizza and they're all like, yes, we can relax again. We're staying. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they they just give it that refeed and 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 they stay. It's like no, you you got to just stay on the diet, yeah. and you know, 
most people they, they 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 have an idea on what they can do to improve it and they're just too lazy to it's like you, you got to take it a little bit more extreme than that i mean there's there's you don't have to take it like crazy in the sense that you know you don't have to starve yourself or anything like that yeah. but you got to eat clean and, and you got to stick with it you can't just cheat when you're not in a, in a state where you can, because I mean, I do believe like, you know what, you do get it to a point, you know, if you like, I, for example, myself, I've had abs for like a year plus and I could go out and have a cheat meal and I could wake up tomorrow and I can still have abs, but I can't do that every yeah. day, you know, like I, and it took me a long time to get to where I'm at. Yeah. So you do sort of get to a little bit of a place, but you can't just go and eat whatever you want. Well, and I think it's, you know, it's knowing yourself and this has been my experience too through you know the different things you've done and i mean you've gone to the extremes and you know what you can do and you know what you can achieve and now you can find maybe more of a middle ground that's a little bit more balanced or gives you some flexibility but you also know like when to rein it in it's not just like you know like you said you had a couple pieces of pizza and then like well fuck this let's go all out you know like you know that it's like a couple pieces and that's and that's it to maintain what you want you know but i think it comes from the extreme that well, on on whatever level of extreme, but like it comes from a more strict position that actually got you to the results that a lot of people don't even necessarily you know get to or experience because they're not willing to go that far. And and it's it's been my my thing for a long time. I don't know if I heard it somewhere else or made it myself, but it's like I I confidently believe that most people know what to do; they're just not doing it. Exactly, you know, they need that handheld to help them get there. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, stepping back a little bit where you were saying before, it's kind of a thought I had is like for you to transition like away from that, you know, that level, uh, that high level, the the extreme of it, the sport of it, you know, into the phase that you're at now. I mean, if it's based on your kids and what you've kind of had a, a four or five year, you know, journey here, has it was it difficult for you? Did you know, did it take time to kind of to get to the stage or was the the trigger of, of children or whatnot enough just to kind of flip the switch? Um, I'll say a little bit like, uh, you know, it's funny to have people come up to me. Oh, you know, I talked to so-and-so and they, they thought they were that you were looking smaller at the mm -hmm. gym. <laughs> and, Who was uh, that? He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I told him I saw, I saw, I saw you yesterday. You're not small. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not small. I mean, maybe I'm not as big as I was because I'm probably 20 pounds less than I was. Yeah. Um, and at, at my height, 20 pounds looks a very big totally. difference. Like, like I'm the type of guy where like I can lose five pounds or put on five pounds and it's like a noticeable difference. Like I've worked with some guys that are, you know, six feet three and you know, that sort of height. And it's like, they can move, you know, five pounds and it's not a, nothing that yeah, you'd ever you notice. Um, so I'm definitely not as big as I was, but um, you know, I'm, if I was to go to the gym and, and work out, you know, an average gym, I'm definitely going to be the biggest guy there by quite a bit. So like, it's not like it's, I've, I've dropped a crazy amount. I feel like I've still got a, a quite a bit of size. Um, so that sort of helps a little bit, like that whole big orexia thing. I, I definitely think that's a thing where people sort of get to a size and they feel like they just need to maintain the size forever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, physically you can't like Arnold doesn't walk around like he did, no. you know, back in the day after, you know, for the last 20 years, you know, he, he walks around like a, a normal guy that's bigger than average. I mean, I don't know what he is now, like 70 or something, but it's like, you know, he still looks really, really good for a 70 year old. So, you know, you can still look really, really good. Yeah. Um, you just don't have to necessarily push it to the complete extreme and, and I can still be bigger than average and I can still sort of try to work out a way to, to maintain health or, or, you know, much better than the average person would. Um, and that's sort of what I've been just focusing on. So still, still saying large, uh, but not so much that, you know, I can't go for a run or I can't, you know, do something with my kids, um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the transition that I think is, is tough. And I mean, on a, maybe a slightly different level, I've called it like athletes brain with a lot of, with a lot of my clients were like, they could even be in their, you know, forties, fifties, even sixties now, but maybe in like college or something, you know, they were at a very high level, uh, within their sport and athletics of some level. And just the fact that they remember, you know, how much they used to be able to push or like how fast they used to be able to run or what types of weights they used to be able to lift or, you know, just they, they have a knowledge and a memory of their, their old capacity. It can be tough yep. to accept that they're nowhere near that anymore, you know, especially if it's been yeah. so many years off. But I think 
I think that's, you know, in the, the more short term and in, in the window that you're in too, like it can be, you know, tough to transition out of that because, you know, whether it's a sport, it's the same thing, you know, you don't have the same schedule, uh, you don't have the same like rigidity to your routine, whatever the case may be, but definitely I think in bodybuilding and I think, I think in body transition, I think the same can go with people going the other way and who are losing weight. And I've, I've had this kind of conversation before. And I think actually one of my other podcasts with Beck Spink, I don't know if it was exactly this, but like when your body changes that much, you have a certain resistance to, to letting it change, you know, where if you were yeah. bigger, like muscle wise and like shit, like now I look, <laughs> now I look smaller, like, dude, this isn't, this isn't cool or whatever the case may be where the flip side is like losing weight. Um, you know, there can be a, a more critique of like, oh, well, you know, there was, there was almost a, a comfort or protection, you know, in the weight that they had, or just, uh, I, yeah, I mean, just a comfort, you know, you were kind of at this weight for so long, and now you have to, you know, uh, accept or transition or, or, you know, become okay with like, looking at this different person in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Like before it was like, no matter what your state of mind was, you had to go in the gym and I had to kill it. That's just how it was. Like I had to lift, you know, say I was squatting. I was like, okay, let's, let's get over 400 pounds today and and do some reps with that. And, uh, now it's like, I can just go and relax and do what I want. Like I will still squat, you know, three fifteen or so, um, much again, much above average, but compared to where I was, it was a hundred pounds less. It's a, it's a, it's a lot lighter than it was. So definitely a lot easier on you. Um, and uh, I, it's almost more enjoyable in the sense that I can go to the gym and I can work out how I want to. I don't have to, you know, kill myself in there for, you know, two plus hours or anything like that. I can just go in, get a quick workout, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever I'm doing, and then get out. And uh, if I don't want to work out that day, I don't have to go to the gym. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, whereas before it was like, I'm on a schedule. No, this is this day and I have this is what I have to do. And I have to go in and I have to go all out. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, did you, was it hard to get, to that point or you know did has it taken a long time to feel that way or were you able to transition pretty it, good it, it was a little difficult for sure um but it wasn't super hard like when you're going to the gym it's like you don't like you don't no one really i feel like no one wants Hey guys, it's Chad here. I'm jumping into this recording because if you heard that little blip or that pause, what happened during our recording, we kind of lost the connection, I guess, with with Craig for a minute and we were able to kind of get back on track and finish the conversation, but the audio from this point out is a little bit off. So there's only four minutes left. I suggest you kind of stick it out. There's a couple second delay i think between me and him so you can kind of figure it out but there's some good stuff that he actually gets into and as we finish off here where you know his transition out of bodybuilding in or you know competitive bodybuilding into just normal weightlifting and a value that anybody can get from this in terms of the confidence you gain from really pushing yourself to be able to reach your goal and how that can change your your training in the long term so i encourage you to stick it out these last four minutes uh listen to the slightly off audio and uh hear what craig has to say (laughs) i can start going up and down with it um but uh after it was done it was like you're mentally you feel accomplished like you did a lot you're like okay wow yeah I, i i destroyed myself in there that was amazing um, and, and now I can still have those sort of workouts cause I can still yeah. know that I can put the effort in. Um, it's just, it's just a number that I'm, that I'm putting up basically. Um, so mentally it's like getting a little bit smaller was, mm-hmm. was a little bit difficult, but knowing the fact that if I want to turn it up and get bigger again, I could, that, that sort of helps me. Cause it's not like I stopped because I was injured or anything like that. Like I stopped because I wanted to. So if I wanted to get larger, I could, and that knowing that fact helps. Um, and, uh, yeah. just trying to enjoy it more and actually think that's an interesting point that i haven't even looked at myself maybe in the past is like you know in in kind of relation to what we were saying before is like you know dieting or you know getting that 100 percent of all aspects to actually get the result versus you know thinking like oh no i'm fine with the cheat weekends and and da 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 it's like 
once you've actually reached the goal, you know, once you've actually gone to the extreme to get yourself to that point, even if you come back a little bit from it, there's this like knowing, you know, there's this confidence of like, okay, well, I've been there before. I know what it took and I probably could if I want to go there again. I think in my, in my experience, other people's experiences has done that. It's just like, I don't know if I'm so you know willing to go to that extreme again and I'm happier, you know, just kind of at this stage or this place, whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's nice knowing like you, like you turned up if you want to, like, it's just that ability is there. It's like, I still have people coming up to me and being, Oh, you're going to compete. Cause like, obviously I still look, you know, pretty large. So people are, you know, oh, are you going to be competing soon? Yeah. And uh, it's like, there are some other classes out there now that I could do aside from just bodybuilding. Like there's a, a classic physique class now that's new. And basically with that, it's just, it's the same thing as bodybuilding basically, except for there's uh, okay. limits. And for, so, so if you are five foot six, you can only weigh this amount. So, so that makes it a little yeah. bit more healthy and that people aren't able to push it as extreme because you're only allowed to weigh a certain amount based on your height. Um, so that helps a, a little bit in that's something that I could do if I wanted to, but um, right now I'm, I'm going the judo route, trying something completely different yeah. uh, in the sense that it's what I did back in the day, but you know, the past 15 years or so I haven't done it at all. So, so it's definitely different for me, different yeah. for my body, different, different type of cardio yeah, and I for think, sure. Um, um, and having fun with yeah, that. Just kind of still on the, the thought of, you know, that, that confidence and, you know, kind of knowing you can, I think it's the same thing. It's like flipping that around for someone who's never actually achieved it, you know, and they're still looking for that magic pill or that specific diet or that way to do it. It's like, that's why they're still looking or that's why they're still, you know, frustrated because there is no confidence, you know, they haven't, haven't made it to that point yet. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be discouraging because it's like, Oh, I've tried so much or whatever, but it's like, you know, in, in my experience, or maybe the people who have, have gone to the extreme to actually make it there, it's because they haven't gone to the extreme yet. You know, they haven't pushed themselves far enough to make it happen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Once they see what it takes when yeah. they get there and realizing what it gets there, then everyone's going to be looking at you, you know, what kind yeah. of magic pill did you make to hard get there? And it's like, no, you realize it was, no, it, was, it was a lot of hard work, basically. <laughs> that, that's the magic. Yeah. There's no, there's no magic formula. Exactly. It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> you know, for your own body, your own physique, your own, what your needs are, but it's just hard work for a long time. And like, sorry, but that's the way it is. <laughs> there's, there's no avoiding it. Yeah. So unless you're ready for hard work for a long time, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to, you're going to stay where you're at. Dude, I think I got to get going. Actually, I'm I'm uh, in exactly. my schedule yeah. to head to the gym. You probably got to get to work soon, too. But uh, this was great. I mean, I appreciate the time. I think it was kind of what I yep. wanted, like right this kind of discussion. There's there's interesting stuff that I learned that I'm probably going to go to <laughs> go check out. But I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're at where you're at and, you know, the success with your, your family and everything <laughs> like that and even your your new uh focus of your your fitness and longevity so it's good to hear all right well enjoy the rest yeah my pleasure enjoy the rest of your day and week awesome. and thanks uh, man. we'll we'll see you on thanks the, the on social here. some sure all right bye bye